Welcome to the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. I'm Bobby Vandenbalk, Member Services Director with the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. In our podcast, you will learn how people got their start, what brought them to the Exeter area, and how they would like to be remembered. We'll give you a unique look into the lives of the people that make up our community. And as you know, we always say, people are going to do business with people they know and trust. So let's get started getting to know this person behind this business. Today, my guest is Michelle Beltis of Bay Equity Home Loans. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> Good. So, Michelle, where is Bay Equity um, located? What so, our main office uh, for this area is located in Portsmouth. Um, we do have offices in Salem and Nashua as well. Um, oh because I'm from the Exeter area. Um, I basically, for the most part, work out of my home. I go into the office occasionally. So I'm right here in Exeter, um, easily accessible. <laughs> I love that. Um, tell us a little bit about some history, um, how, you, how long you've been involved with Bay Equity, mm -hmm. uh, what you do. Okay, great. Um, I am a mortgage loan officer um, with Bay Equity. I have uh, been with them um, for just a short period of time, about four months now. Um, they're a fantastic company. Um, they are nationally located, so we have offices everywhere. Um, however, in the New England area, um, it's kind of like its own little entity. Uh, we have a nice group of people. We have a, a local production manager and operations manager. All of our processing and underwriting is done locally. Um, we have a nice group, um, marketing coordinator and everything. So it's a big company, but with a small town feel. So I love um, that. yeah, I really enjoy it. Great group of people that I work with. Nice. Yeah. Well, Michelle, we're going to go ahead and get started learning a little bit more about you and sure. uh, how you got involved in what you're doing. So tell me, where did you grow up? What community I, did you grow up in? I grew up in Andover, Massachusetts. Um, oh. and, uh, yes. And it's a little ironic that um, we settled here in the Exeter area because I went from Phillips Andover to Phillips Exeter. So <laughs> I seem to follow the Phillips <laughs> group around. Uh, so you yeah. grew up as a small child, you grew up in uh, Andover. I grew up in Andover um, right through high school. And then I went on to college in Waterville, Maine. Um, lived in Maine for a few years after college and then moved back down to the area. Both my husband and I, he's also from Massachusetts and we wanted to be a little bit closer to family. And, um, but we also didn't want to kind of be in the city. So, <laughs> um, you know, New Hampshire was just a perfect location for us. Isn't it? It's such a great yes. place to live. Um, so tell me a little bit about your parents. What are their first names? And did they come um, from big families? So my father, uh, his name is Al Gaudet. Um, he was from Andover, grew up in Andover. Um, he was one of um, six children, six kids. <laughs> um, my grandparents were originally from um, Prince Edward Island and they came down um, into the Andover area um, after they were first married. And they brought down with them 
lots of family members, lots of their brothers and sisters. Um, so I grew up on a street where pretty much every other house was a, was a, a family member, whether it was an aunt or a great aunt. Um, so, so I really awesome. couldn't do too much without getting into trouble. <laughs> there were eyes everywhere. There were eyes everywhere. <laughs> um, so it was it was great because growing up in a neighborhood with you know all my family members, um, you know lots of great memories of barbecues every weekend in the summer and so forth. Um, my mom grew up in uncles, cousins, yeah. aunts and uncles, cousins, everybody. What yeah. Great, what yeah. great memories. Yeah, and. Uh, and they also, those revolved a lot around lobster because um, up in Canada, uh, <laughs> my great uncles were uh, lobstermen. So, you know, they wanted to continue the tradition. So they were big, we called them lobster feasts. <laughs> Love, one of my favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Love it. Yeah. Um, my mom was uh, from Lawrence, Massachusetts. Um, her name was Connie, um, maiden name Bono, um, Godette. And um, unfortunately, my mom passed about 30 years ago. Um, oh, she was the youngest of four um, and uh, met my dad and, in Lawrence and, and they got married and uh, ultimately I, I ended up coming along. <laughs> yeah, do, you know With, how they, do you know how they met? They met at a dance, um, at a church dance. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and I, I had, uh, two younger siblings. Um, I had sister Denise, um, my sister passed away about 10 years ago. Um, she had down syndrome. So my parents were actually very involved with a lot of the organizations, um, in Massachusetts, in the greater Merrimack Valley area, and actually were founding members of some for groups that assisted um, with mentally challenged in coming up with programs, um, integrating them into the school systems, um, post, you know, post school uh, educational programs, working programs, um, right up to assisted living. So they were very involved with a, a number of organizations out of the Merrimack Valley area. Um, and then my younger brother, um, Bryant, he is in Southern Maine and he is an insurance, um, manager, manager for an insurance company. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, um, tell me, did, what did your dad do for, um, what was his profession? My dad was an engineer for AFCO, which, uh, eventually turned into Textron in Wilmington. Um, so he was involved with, uh, a lot of government contracts for um, space. Um, so worked on a lot of the space programs and so forth. So, yeah. And my mom, uh, for the most part, she she was at, at home, um, but her kind of her last 10 years, once we were all out of the house, um, she was a school bus driver for oh the end of her school system. Yeah. And she loved it. She, that was her she loved people. She loved talking to people. She loved meeting people, but taking care of those kids on the bus every day. I have literally <laughs> hundreds of <laughs> Christmas tree ornaments that, you know, her students gave her over the years. So, um, and I still have them. It's a little hard to part with them. <laughs> I can understand. Yeah. I can understand that. Wow. That's so cool. 
What great memories of that too. We do. Yeah. Lots of them. Oh, nice. Now, um, you taught, you told me about your siblings and, uh, what they were all doing. So tell me a little bit about what it was like, what it was like growing up in your household. So what was a typical day like in your house? Oh gosh. (laughs) Um, you know, obviously going, getting up, going to school. Um, it was always kind of crazy. Um, we had, you know, my mom was very typical in that, you know, she had breakfast ready for us every morning. Um, and, you know, back in those days, <laughs> we walked to school. <laughs> exactly right. uh, you know, it was, it was a good one mile walk to school. Um, you know, of course it was uphill both directions, you know, (laughs) um, but yeah, so oftentimes, you know, when we were younger, she would walk with us. Um, but back then we also had what they called patrol groups. I don't know if anybody remembers those, but you had a patrol leader and the leader would, you know, you'd have to be at a certain place in the morning, top of the street, whatever it was. And the patrol leader led you down the road to school and in the afternoon it was the same thing and it was the big envy because they had this nice long kind of sash that they wore that said patrol leader (laughs) and you listened to the patrol leader (laughs) it was you know Um, I look back on school in elementary school we didn't have lunch at school we actually walked home home from lunch Mm -hmm. um and then came back I was like really yeah that doesn't happen anymore no 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 you know it was a much longer day I think too um but you know came home from school um we had you know chores that we had to do we had things that we had to take care of um so my parents were very it was important to them to instill responsibility and accountability. Um, so we had chores that we had to take care of. And then of course, homework um, and dinner was every night at five fifteen, and you better be there. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Right on the nose. Wasn't right it? on the nose. Five fifteen. If it, if it was five twenty, it wasn't a good situation at our household. <laughs> <laughs> five o'clock yeah. for us you know my dad got he got out of work at 4 30 he was home by quarter of five he kind of cleaned up and dinner that's yeah. at five well you he you, he had more downtime my dad would walk through the door at five o'clock and yeah 5 15 it was on the table so um and I enjoyed uh my grandmother lived right down the street and she was a tremendous baker um, so she, I would go and spend time with them, um, you know, sometimes in the afternoon. And so I really, in, that's where I started to learn my, how to cook, how to bake. Um, oh, nice. And so I oftentimes helped my mom, you know, prepare dinner and so forth as well. Um, and then in the evening, um, my grandparents would come, would take a walk up to our house almost every night. So, you know, we would all just kind of sit around and it might be just talking. It might be playing a card game. It might be something. So I was very, very close to my grandparents as well. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Now, what, was, what was their favorite card game? 
Um, 45s. If you oh. grew up in, if you grew up in Merrimack Valley, you played 45s. <laughs> I, know, I grew up in Vermont. We <laughs> played pitch. 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 Or cribbage. Oh, one yep. <laughs> Too funny. Now, I don't even know if people play those games anymore. I don't think so. No, it's, really? you know, it's so yeah. different. Yeah. So much fun. We just had so many laughs it, it, and you must have those same kind of memories. Oh gosh. Yeah. Tons of, them. you know, board games too, you know, sorry. And, oh yeah. you know, um, Yahtzee and yeah, all that kind of stuff. So travel, you know, all the travel. Yes. Games. Oh my gosh. It's, it's just, uh, it's really sad to think that they, you know, people aren't having those kind of communications anymore. Yeah. But they're, they're, they do TikTok and yeah, <laughs> it's just a different way of, of exactly. communicating. <laughs> exactly. So tell me a little bit about your school. Where, where was elementary school? Um, what was that like? And all the way up through. Yeah. Uh, el so elementary school was, um, was in Andover. It was a school called Shashin. Um, So it was one of the first schools in Andover um, and big brick building. Um, you know, at, at the time I, I thought it was just this enormous place. I drive by it now and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but back then it was just a maze of rooms. Um, so, you know, I have a lot of fond memories of that school. We had great teachers, you know, my kindergarten teacher, I still remember her very fondly. Um, yeah, it was, you know, it was a small community um, school and everybody knew everybody else. So, you know, again, there were eyes everywhere. <laughs> so you better, <laughs> you better stay in line, but yes. Um, and from there, uh, I went on to West Elementary, or West Junior High rather. Um, and uh, back then, Junior High was seven, eight, ninth grade. So we went we didn't go to the high school for our freshman year and then on to Andover High School. Um, that's where I graduated from. And Andover High was a pretty big school. Um, my high school graduating class was, I think it was around six or 700 kids. Um, so oh, it was, yeah, it was a big school. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a couple of, you know, famous people that came out of there. Jay Leno is from Andover. Yes, uh, yeah, <laughs> and he uh, he actually spoke at my high school graduation. Oh so, wow! Yeah, yeah. Cool. He, his career was just getting started back then. So nice. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we had it, you know Andover was a great town to to grow up in. It was very community oriented. Um, you know, I'm still in touch with all of my high school friends. Um, yeah, we we try to do a a. a kind of a, a girls week event for uh, our birthday years that, you know, in, in the multiples of five. So we have one coming, we have a, we have a, a nice little trip coming up in September um, okay. to celebrate that. So it's great. What? Yeah. Where, where did you go to college in Maine? So I went to a very small business school. Um, it's called Thomas college and it's in Waterville, Maine. Um, and I chose that school because I knew I wanted business. And it was one of the only schools where you kind of started off the curriculum right away. So your, you know, your first year, you were right into the accounting and the man marketing and the management. Um, and your 
electives were spread out over four years. So I was kind of, you know, I, I, all the programs that I looked at, I, that one was the, the one that interested me the most. Um, I started off as an accounting major. Oh. And um, by the end of my freshman year, when it started getting in sophomore year, beginning of sophomore year, when it started getting a little knee deep into more corporate tax, I realized that that was not for me. <laughs> and um, marketing was more of my, uh, where I just found myself focusing my efforts on. So um, I continued on with, and graduated with a bachelor's in marketing management. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Michelle, you might have to think back a little bit, but what was your very first job? Oh, well, my very first job was a paper, a newspaper delivery girl for the Lawrence Eagle Tribune. Wow. <laughs> and I think I was around 12 or 13 because you didn't, you know, that was okay to be under 16 to work. And I did that for quite a few years. I had one of the longest routes, uh, paper routes. I had well over hundred customers. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And um, actually my biggest memories of that route um, is one of the blizzards. Um, we had this huge blizzard and it might've been the blizzard of 78, but I can't remember. Um, and I had to go out and deliver my newspapers because my customers wanted newspapers. So I remember being out there and trudging through the snow, My, you know, at least knee deep, if not higher than that oh, wow. in the middle of the storm. So, oh, yeah. Gosh. That is crazy. <laughs> so tell me, what did you learn from that job, that very first job that you took with you throughout the rest of your career? Um, responsibility. People are relying on you. I mean, it may have just been a newspaper, but to them, I mean, back then, you remember, you know, we, we didn't have the internet to jump on to get the, you know, the, the most recent stories, the newspaper, really, especially a local newspaper was going to give you what the local news was for that day. Um, so, you know, it sounds like it's kind of a silly thing, but back then it was, it was huge to a lot of people. That's how they found out about what was going on in their community and so forth. Um, so uh, responsibility, accountability, um, time management, because I, the, the paper had to be there by a certain time. Um, yeah. And, you know, also an introductory to managing money because I had to collect the money and make sure that I then turned that money into the Tribune and kept, you know, my little bit for myself um, and, you know, saving my money up for the things that I wanted. So money management. So it sounds like it's, you know, it's a simple little job, but when you really break it down, there was a lot. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. it, that was a lot of responsibility for, for being 12 and 13 years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, A lot, especially yeah. with hundred, hundred, uh, you know, customers. That's crazy. <laughs> That's great. So tell me from that very first job to where you are today, how did you get there? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so. 
uh, one of the, the years that I was in college, um, I decided to stay for the summer and take some summer courses and live on campus. Um, but I also needed a little summer job because I'd always, you know, worked in the summers. Um, so uh, the college uh, had a placement office and even for just, you know, part-time jobs or summer jobs. And um, they helped me secure a position with the Credit Bureau of Waterville. <laughs> so back then, <laughs> there was such thing, again, we had, you know, there was no computers or anything like that. So um, back then, if a lending institution needed to obtain a credit report, whether it was for mortgage or, you know, auto loan or whatever, um, they went to the local credit bureau. And my job, I actually worked in the mortgage division. And my job was to call if you gave me the list of your creditors, whether it was Sears or Cherry and Webb, or there weren't a lot of credit cards back then. No. Uh, <clears throat> I would call the store, uh, call Sears and get your credit history. So when you opened your account, what your credit limit was, what your balance was, what your payment history had been like. And we typed up that report and sent it off to the lender. Um, back then it would probably take on average about two weeks to create a credit report. Um, today I can get a credit report in about 30 seconds. <laughs> So, um, you know, and, and the report had to be accurate and you could not use whiteout. So you were typing and retyping quite, you learned your typing skills very well. Um, so that kind of introduced me to the world of credit. Mm -hmm. um, and I just kind of built on it from there. Um, I, you know, I did work as a cashier all through uh, college at a, a, a local grocery store up there. Um, just as a side note to that, I met Stephen King. <laughs> he came through my line <laughs> and I didn't recognize him. And when he wrote a check, I asked him for his ID. <laughs> and he kind of looked at me a little strange and then handed me the his license. And um I looked at it and started writing down his information and then realized and looked up at him and I said, oh my goodness, you're him. And he said, yes, I am. <laughs> oh, that's a great story. Yeah. Uh, so once I graduated from college, um, you know, just having that, that background and, and credit and that, it was something that really introduced me. And I went on uh, to, I worked in Portland, Maine um, for a large bank that's no longer around. Um, and I started off as a mortgage processor. And eventually I just worked my way up through the various, um, you know, I, I worked as a, as a processor. I worked as a, an underwriter. I worked in quality control. I worked in operations management and origination. But I really liked working with people face to face. Um, and those positions really didn't put me face to face with people. Um, so I realized that my calling was more in the sales and development and, and that type of thing. So um, that's kind of where it got me into origination. I love that. I was going to ask you, what was it about that profession, you know, mortgages, um, mm -hmm. that kind of thing? What was it that 
that really drew you to it, but it sounds like it was people. It's people and it's helping people and it's leaving, you know, helping them accomplish one of the biggest goals in life that there is to, to own their own home. And, you know, there's just so much satisfaction knowing that you've helped somebody home, gotten them to where they needed to be. And, and when it happens, it's such a happy and happy yeah. thing, you know, when everybody's really excited about it and it's, it's gotta be very fulfilling. It is. It is. I, I can definitely see that. So let's go to today. I believe I heard you say that you were married. I am <laughs> for 31 years. Well, congratulations. Thank and you. What's your husband's first name? Steven. And what does he do for work? Uh, Steven works for Verizon. He's a lineman for Verizon. Oh, uh, wow. And he's hopefully gearing up to retire within the year. So, yay. yay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Retirement is something I look forward to myself. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> and so do you live locally now? We do. We live in Brentwood. We've been in the same home for about um, 29 years. Wow. Um, yeah. So. And um, Michelle, okay. you have children? Okay. <laughs> um, yes, I have two daughters. Um, Danielle is our oldest and uh, she is an automation engineer. She lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. She just oh relocated there. Yeah. Uh, she graduated from college about three years ago. Um, so uh, as a chemical engineer, that was her major and just somehow got into automation engineering. So she loves it. She's doing great. Um, my youngest daughter is Callie and Callie um, should be a senior this year at Penn State. Actually, we should have had graduation this past weekend, um, but Callie decided to change her major. And um, so she's going to do one more year. She had started off as pre-vet um, and realized that um, her calling is more in psychology. So she's she'll do one more year and then go on to graduate school. Oh, so. Her. Yeah, yeah. And both went through the, uh, you know, the Exeter school system. So started off at Swayze and Brentwood onto the cooperative middle school and Stratum and then uh, Exeter high school. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Now, tell me a little bit about your oldest daughters. What exactly does she do? What, what, what is that? <laughs> so automation engineer um, is the company she's working for right now is a pharmaceutical company, but she is not involved um, on, on uh, the actual medication um, end of it. She's involved with the manufacturing side of it. So they look at various, uh, what's the word that I want? Processes, I guess, um, to determine, you know, how does how is the drug manufactured? How does it become that little capsule? Wow. How does it get into the bottle? How does it get the, you know, the label on it? So it's that whole piece of, you know, oh my gosh. Uh, of it. Right. Yes. Yes. So she cool. loves That's it. Far. Yeah. I bet she yeah. does. I love yeah. that. Um, Michelle, this is the last question in the first segment. Um, where do you see yourself personally and professionally in 10 years? Oh my goodness. Um, 
well, hopefully almost fully retired <laughs> in 10 years. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, um, I see myself doing this for, you know, continuing doing mortgage origination, at least for probably the next four to five years. And then a phase that's really interested me a lot is credit counseling. Um, oh. You know, I, I really feel that there is an, a really important need for financial education in our school systems. It's not something that's done anymore. No. Um, and, you know, it's, there's just so much about credit that people don't realize and how easy it is to kind of get into trouble quickly. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, I really would like to parlay into, you know, kind of in my, in my semi-retired years and to parlay into that and to find out a way to help get financial literacy back into our school systems. I think that's a great goal. Mm -hmm. It is so needed. It is. It's really a shame that, and, and it, it, as you say, it is so easy to. So easy. Yeah. Get, go down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. um, so I hope that you are able to do that. It would be. Thank you. Certainly an addition to any school system or all school systems. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So um, we're going to move into our last segment where okay. I ask the same 10 questions to every guest. Sounds good. Ready, Michelle? I think so. <laughs> First question is, what's your favorite word? My favorite word? Oh, my goodness. Um, compassion. Oh, very nice word. I like that. Mm -hmm. What's your least favorite word? No. <laughs> I like that one too. Yeah. <laughs> what makes you just laugh out loud? Total belly laugh. Oh my goodness. Um, geez, there's so many things. Well, how do you pen one down? <laughs> you know, I think just, you know, spending time with friends and, you know, old memories and, you know, um, just some of the silly things we did. Thank goodness it wasn't social media back then. <laughs> it, it's so true. Actually, you know, you're thinking about that. Saying that really does bring back some things for me as well. It's so true. <laughs> there was nothing too bad. There were no arrests. <laughs> oh, no, no, exactly. But, you know, we, we just did. I mean, we, we hung out in the woods and, yeah. you know, we just did silly things. It was, yeah. it, that, that's very funny. It's yeah. so true. What makes you really sad just totally breaks your heart? Oh. Um, right now, world events, mm. you know. I know we are in such a strange place, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, that's, I, that's really breaking my heart right now. So, yeah. Well, I can certainly understand that. Thank you. What sound or noise do you love? Oh, uh, laughter, mm. laughter. Is it? Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, you hear those little, those little babies that just, they just start giggling, giggling and oh yeah. my gosh. I just, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. What noise or sound just drives you crazy. You would just want to pull your hair out. 
you know, any, any sound that's kind of like repetitive, if that does, if that, <laughs> so I, the first thing that popped into my head was, you know how there's songs where they just keep repeating the same line over and over again? <laughs> Part of me is like, can't you be a little bit more creative? <laughs> That's so true as well. All right, Michelle, um, I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to ask you to mute yourself. Okay. So the question is, what's your favorite curse word? <laughs> yeah, I use that one frequently myself. <laughs> so easy to say. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh my goodness. Lawyer. Oh, I could see you doing that actually. Lawyer. Okay. I, I, I actually thought about um, going back to school for that. Really? I, yeah. I could see you doing that. Now, what kind of attorney would you like to be? A business attorney, a criminal attorney, bankruptcy? That is a really good question. You know, um, definitely something that fights for somebody's rights. So, okay. okay, I'm not sure. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I can see you doing that so easily. Thank you. Well, maybe I should do it. <laughs> exactly. I like it. Um, what profession would you not want any part of? Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a long list myself. I, I think probably medical. I, I just, I don't, I just don't think that I could, I'm too much of an empath. I, I just, I, I think that it would have a, it would just be too emotionally daring on me. Yeah. I can certainly appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. You bring a little child in and say they have to have like four shots. <laughs> All right, no, we'll yeah. move on. No, we're, I couldn't. We're gonna pass on that. <laughs> I had a hard time having holding my own kids getting their shots. I can't. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. So my last question is, what would you like your legacy to be? How would you like people to remember you, or what would you like them to remember most about you? My willingness to help you know, to, to, to be present and to help people, um, whether it's just getting a home or it's just, you know, contributing to my community, um, that, you know, she, she was there and she was present. Yeah. You know, Michelle, that's one of the things that we really didn't talk about is that you do an enormous amount of volunteer work in the community. Um, whether it's for the Festival of Trees, um, mm -hmm. for the Chamber, um, and I know that there are other organizations that you work with as well. Um, and that's so, it's huge to give back to the community and you do it so freely and easily. It's just, it's so important to me because I was given so much help and I wanted 
I want to pay that back. Um, and, you know, as a little plug for Bay Equity, um, that was one of the things that really drew me to them oh. because we have, um, we have two really <clears throat> fantastic programs that help with the cost of getting into a new home. Um, we have a program that's geared for our community heroes. Oh, um, so it is for anybody in, you know, education, our fire, our police, um, there's a whole laundry list, um, you know, that help us out. And it's, uh, it, it gives a, a nice credit towards closing costs. Um, so that was one of the things that really attracted me to Bay Equity was their involvement with the community as well too. Um, and then we also have another program that's called Corporate Care that also has some really great financial benefits to help people get into the home. And that really can be any business um, can become a corporate care member. It's a free benefit that they can pass on to their employees. It's of no cost to the business. Um, and it's, it's a way for me to actually work with the businesses to help their employees get into homes, find homes, find housing, um, and get their families a place to call home. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for sharing all your- Thank you, Bobby. This was fun and it was an honor. <laughs> um, I'd like to thank my guest, Michelle Belkin um, of Bay Equity Home Loans, um, located in the Portsmouth area, but covers uh, really uh, all over the seacoast of New Hampshire. So thank you for letting us get to know you a little bit better. Thank you so much. Um, Michelle, is there anything you would like to, um, anything else you'd like to add or share uh, with our listeners before we wrap up? Just, you know, everything, Bobby, that, that you and Kim and everybody at the chamber does, um, you know, I've, I've said this before, um, it's, it's such a pleasure to be part of this organization Aww. because it's fun. It's, it's, you know, Yes, it's networking, it's business networking, but it's done in such a fun way. And it's done with so much community involvement and giving back to the community. Um, you know, you guys just do a tremendous job and it, it really is an honor to be part of it and to work alongside with everybody um, oh, in the group. So, yes. <laughs> so let's, um, if there are listeners that want to get in touch with you, um, will you share that information on how they definitely um, so my phone number is um, 603-793-3502 and my email address is um, mbelskis at bayek.com and that's m b like boy e l s k i s at bay b a y e q.com and I am always available. My job is 24 <laughs> seven. And it's so true. We, I have gotten emails from you all hours of the day and night. I know you are, you are always active. So yeah. <laughs> we want to thank you for that. Um, so we are going to wrap up. I want to thank our listeners. Uh, we appreciate you joining us today. For now, you can find our podcast on the Exeter Area Chamber website, www.exeterarea.org. 
This is Bobby Vandenbalk, Member Services Director with the Exeter Area Chamber, signing off for now, but please join us next time for the Chamber Bus with Bobby. Bye now. Thank you, Michelle. Bye. Thank you. The Chamber Buzz with Bobby is built and distributed through Anchor by Spotify. This podcast is produced by the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. To learn more about the Chamber, visit exeterarea.org.